Hey everyone, welcome to the Creep Off. This is a competition-based podcast where the hosts each bring in a creep, and you get to decide who brought in the creepiest creep by heading over to their subreddit and voting for whoever you thought got cold in their stocking for Christmas. After five losses, the loser has to spin the dreaded Wheel of Consequences, which includes funny consequences such as the Music Room Torture Challenge or something we like to call the Pantsless Santa Challenge. Anyways, last week, Vinny's creep burnt the meat and potatoes at Christmas. Oh no! Whereas Carl's creep was just trying to get home for the holidays, but all those damn pedestrians kept getting in the way. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. Tucker, out. Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Tell him, Steve, Dave. Creepos, welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. I'm your host. My name is Vinny and joining me in studio, Santa didn't bring him braces for Christmas. It's Carl. What is happening? Vinny Paulino. Merry Christmas, my friend. It's great to have you back and joining us via StreamYard for the very first time. It's Brian Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Are you trying to keep it classy by not calling him hot Carla? Yeah. You always call him hot, Carl. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> Everything is backwards today, so I'm just going to do this again. You ready? Here we go. Oh, Jesus. And my co-host today, hot Carl. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? We're going to stick that landed. Seriously, though, Brian, thank you for joining us today. I've been a fan for a long time. Carl, I know you've done WATP with him. I apologize. I appreciate that you still made it over here to do this with us, in spite of all of that. I'm happy to be here. This is my favorite true crime podcast that doesn't employ dubstep into its musical selection. We've been told that a lot, actually. Right? <laughs> it's almost yeah. cliche at this point. <laughs> well, I like sort of really... scale, but dubstep is a little much for me. Like I'll be listening to it at night or like I'll fall asleep to it. And then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, you don't need that. This is a what daytime is podcast. <laughs> yeah. You listen to true crime stuff at night. Yeah. Oh, I fall asleep to forensic files, even though I've seen them all a hundred times. It's just, there's something about someone else's misfortune that just lulls me into a nice drowsy I'm, state. Do I have to worry about my job right now, Vinny? I see the way you're looking at pride. You're like, holy <laughs> shit, this is the host I should have had. He actually likes true crime? Interesting. Interesting. And he does have a better beard than Carl. That's true. Yeah. How are your feet, Brian? My feet? Oh, I've been, well, I only have, I have one nail that's a little bit bruised up, but once that heals... They're going to be looking pretty good. Are all your toes facing the same at all. direction? They're yes. all facing the same way? Okay. Due north. Maybe Carl. Whatever way I'm I facing, that's the way the toes face. I'm not like Carl. <laughs> we might be on to something. We might be on to something. <laughs> Last week, we did creepiest Christmas creep. I guess that's the only way to put it. Yeah. And uh, Carl, you fucking won, you stupid asshole. Yeah, baby. <laughs> got out the vote this time we had close to 200 votes thank you everybody for participating in that. i uh 
was riding a high. I was like just going at you, man. I had three wins in a row. Mm-hmm. You would have been spinning the wheel today. Brian would have had a better time watching you spin it. <laughs> and all of you listening ruined that for us. So thanks. Merry I have Christmas. To say, Happy New Year. Every time it's, it's game point and I come in the studio and that wheel isn't set up behind where I sit, it's a sigh of relief. I get to live another day. Thank God. Oh, it's just in the closet. It's coming. Don't no, worry. So today we are going to do that uh, our traditional creep of the year episode. I'm very excited for that. Carl, uh, you won last week. That means you have to go first. I'll go second, and Brian, you get to go last. As is our tradition for guests. All right. So ring that bell, Carl, and let's get after it. You know what, though, Vinny? I know you're a little out of sorts. We're using different software. You don't have all of your drops and everything. I have nothing. So I just want to remind you that today is a holiday. Did you know that? Is it Super Chat Monday? It's Super Chat Monday. We'll be (laughs) celebrating by reading your Super Chats and probably at the end. But keep them coming all episode long for Boxing Day slash Super Chat Monday. All right, Carl. All right, buddy. Let's Hit get that into bell. It. All right. So my creep of 2022 is none other than Sam Bankman Freed. Just kidding. That guy's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> totally joking with that. No, this is uh, my creep here, Christopher Francis Queenie. And uh, well, I will let the police officer set this up in the news conference they had about this gentleman's horrific act. Um, Again, we're here to provide an update about this uh, horrific and gruesome crime that occurred on Friday morning. Um, I just think it's important to start off by saying in the collective law enforcement careers of everybody who's here, as well as those who've investigated, this is definitely um, one of the most difficult and trying cases that we've ever had to investigate. That's not a good start to a, a press conference. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> when the cops are like, this one was bad, guys. This one's bad. You know all the reporters got so wet. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yes. <laughs> Tell me more. So this crime took place just last month in November in Connecticut. And um, it turns out this Christopher Francis Queenie, this isn't his first uh, crime that he's committed. He was on the police officer's radar long before this. Christopher Francis Queenie is well known to law enforcement as well as Naugatuck police. He has an extensive criminal history. Uh, We are familiar with him. Uh, He is currently out on almost $375,000 in bond. He has a history of violent offenses. Um, He has posed a danger to the public previously. Um, He is also on special parole um, when he committed this crime. Um, He also had a court-ordered tracking device on him, which was cut off. I love these tracking devices that you could easily just unscrew or something. It seems like anybody with a screwdriver can get these things off of their ankle. Is there a way to put them somewhere people can't gnaw them off? (laughs) You would think, right? Because every single person is just like, you know what? I'm going to go commit some crimes. I should probably take this thing off. It's everybody's on your... I was going to say, everybody's so concerned about being tracked and shit with these little microchips. It's like, that's where you employ them with prisoners. Like, yes. don't give them something that they can easily cut off, like you say. Like, put it somewhere deep in the back of their neck where they're not going to be able to get at it. Get Bill Gates out is what you're saying. I agree, Brian. We need mm-hmm. to suicide squad anybody out on parole. Is what Brian said. Yeah, basically. They talk about how, like, with uh, Bill Gates is tracking you with the, the COVID thing. If they can do it, if you can believe, if you believe they can do it. Then let's use it. Then let's do it. Exactly. Let's do it. Let's just do I'm it. I'm sure they can. I'm sure they can. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you would think there's got to be a way to use it for good. Yeah, but why, why do that, Vinny? <laughs> why, why use any technology for good? We haven't done it yet. We're not going to start now. All, All right. right. Keep going. We haven't learned about the victim yet. 
We don't know what the crime is yet because I'm so good at teasing these stories out. Very titillating, Carl. <laughs> I know. Thanks, buddy. Let's get uh, back to the press conference, shall we? The victim identified as Camilla Francis Queenie, age 11 months. She was the biological daughter of Christopher Francis Queenie, and they lived at the residence on 150 Millville Avenue here in Naugatuck. So the mom's out at work. He's home with, with the daughter, you know, 11 months old. You know what it's like to be around an 11-month-old kid? Not always fun. Not yeah. always a picnic. <laughs> Unless you have one of those uh, rings for baby throwing that you could try to toss it through or something. Oh, yeah. I actually got two of those for Christmas. I got to return one of them. Nice. So annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone knows me. (laughs) All right. So let's find out exactly what went down here. Francis Queenie is accused of brutally strangling and stabbing his 11-month-old daughter, Camilla, whose memory was honored at a vigil Saturday, Camilla's birthday. Every day you see your daughter. Every day. And then one day it just stopped. That poor mom. These babies, they, they grow up so fast, they die so fast, and you just lose that time. Where did the time go? Just you have a kid by. you expect to get more than a year in. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it's probably true. All right, well, this, is, uh, this is pretty gruesome. I bet you the health care, his health teacher would have failed him. 11 months, couldn't make it to a year. Right. <laughs> he cracked that little egg baby. Fox 61 obtained the 36-page arrest warrant, which brings to light new details about what police say happened that day. Officers responded to a 911 call and found a small child deceased with numerous stab and knife-related wounds. Police say parts of the child's body had been separated from the main torso. He dismembered his daughter, his 11-month-old daughter. Let's find out. Let's get down to uh, how this all went down. Because I have here- a question. Why did yeah. the cops say this was so hard to investigate? Well, I, th- I think they, the crime scene was difficult to deal with. No, I think it was the problem. I mean, this seems like an easy crime to solve. It's like the guy with the knife. <laughs> well, this is crazy because what <laughs> happened was this guy took his ankle bracelet away and was on the lamb for two weeks. There was a manhunt going on for two weeks. Look at this guy. He's able to evade law enforcement. All right. This is how it all went down. Like I said, his girlfriend, the mom of the of the baby, was at work, comes home, and uh, we got He's like, we got We got to get out of here. It's it's time to get out of this house. On the morning of the murder, Camilla's mother had returned home from work, wanting to change clothes, but Christopher didn't want her to. She told police Christopher said they needed to go shopping and for her to not touch the room because he was going to clean it. She told police Christopher would not let her in the room. The two then headed to Waterbury. They stopped in this parking lot, and another car pulled up next to them. The warrant states it appears Christopher knew who was in that car. Christopher and the mother got into a dispute. Then police say he broke both their phones and removed his court-ordered GPS bracelet. The mother went into a store to call for a ride home. Police say Christopher left. The mother later returned to the house and discovered the murder scene. That's a bad day right there. Uh. First, you get your phone destroyed. Like, fuck. Did I back it up? I can't even remember if it's backed up or not. I lost probably months worth of photos. And you get home and you're like, oh, shit. At least I'm home for the day. (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) Didn't your hand used to be attached to your arm? I could have sworn the last time I saw, holy shit, this isn't good. And how bad is this woman's, like, how bad is this woman's gut instinct? She's like, I, uh, like, she knows he's a prisoner. She knows he has one of these ankle bracelets. (laughs) She's like, oh, I got to go take care of the baby. He's like, no, 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 no. I'll take care of it. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing, Brian. So you run errands, honey. Basically, she (laughs) gets home and he's like, Look, let's just leave the baby in the house by itself, and we'll just go out to the store right now. She's like, okay. You talked yeah. to me into it. <laughs> Why that was <not>? weird. <laughs> That's a little weird. So to, let's find out. To be out. fair, everybody wants to get away from a baby. That's true. 
let's find out um, why something like this would happen. Why uh, Francis Queenie would lose his mind. Now, according to this warrant, the mother of the baby told police Christopher was bipolar and did not believe he was taking his medicine. He told her he had voices telling him to kill his dad, but he was not going to do that. She said he was good with the baby and wanted her to have a better life than what they were living. He's now being held on a $5 million bond. I don't think they're going to let him back out again to Mm. get more shenanigans going on. So that is my story right there. The guy's bipolar. What are you going to do? I mean, I've had friends who are bipolar, never murdered and dismembered a baby, but I guess there's varying degrees of it. Did you say they weren't going to let him out again? No, I don't think so. Uh, What if he gets a babysitting gig, Carl? Well, that's true. It's got to work. All right. That's my creep. Christopher Francis Queenie. Don't forget to vote on the uh, Creep Off subreddit. Vinny, what do you got for us today, buddy? Ladies and gentlemen, my creep today is a second City Improv alumni. I rest my case. (laughs) (laughs) He is most famous as being a cast member on the Ben Stiller show on MTV and starring as Matthew on the hit show News Radio. I would say, Carl, that his specialty on that show was physical comedy. And what we learned over the last three decades... He likes to get physical. It's Andy Dick, ladies and gentlemen. Andy Dick is a very good choice. He is having a bad year. I had no clue how bad of a year Andy Dick has had. Oh, it's not going well. This uh, this was quite eye-opening to me. Okay. Now, let's start at the beginning here. We're going to get a little bit of uh, the past information into this because there's, there's a lengthy rap sheet. This guy's Wikipedia legal section is longer than his career highlight section. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> true. It's unreal, this guy's arrest record. Chad, Chad Zubach looks at it like that and goes, That's an excessive amount of crime. <laughs> That's too much crime Chad for what Zubach's person. like, Take a year off, buddy. Wow, what's going on? Well, here's an interesting fact Andy had an old friend from his Chicago days who tried to set him on the straight and narrow. Uh, early in his career, and I'm going to play you guys a clip right here. Here was we go. Your sponsor, what was that like? Chris Farley was his AA sponsor. <laughs> Chris Farley took me to my first AA meeting. And? Um, Dropped me off, went to the he bar. He stood up, he shared. He, had a, he, he, he literally had a tie like this, but you know how he overstuffed shirt, and he's and he talking, well, I'm no I got Andy Dick here. I don't know. It didn't. I, I recently found the uh, AA book that he gave me uh-huh. that said, Andy, I hope this helps you the way it helped me. Oh, well, he's dead. That's my point. Yeah, that's point is taken. <laughs> so I'm not going to say the man isn't funny because that, that's... He's hysterical. That, that's, I mean, Joy Behar should be ashamed of herself for that, yeah, no not shit. picking up on that. No shit. But he lost Chris Farley not too long, you know, after the, he started going to AA, and he fell off the wagon pretty hard. After Chris Farley's death, Andy Dick went to a Christmas party at Phil Hartman's house. Oh, boy. Phil Hartman's wife, Brid. Uh-huh. Who was a recovering addict who at the time was 10 years sober. Yep. According to John Lovitz, who is a known truth teller, Brid relapsed the night of that Christmas party with cocaine supplied by Andy Dick. Drugs are bad. <laughs> Five months later, high on cocaine, she murdered Phil Hartman before ending her own life. Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. Now, Vinny, I, I, I hate to say this because I don't want you to win, obviously, but. What Phil Hartman would be doing now with the internet and podcasting and everything else, that is a guy who would be killing it right he now. He would be the best part of Funny or Die. Correct. He would be yes. the top of the list. Everybody would still love him. The Simpsons would still be great. 
Yeah, and he wouldn't be doing like uh, Christmas musicals like Will Ferrell. He wouldn't be embarrassing himself. This whole situation was very sad, obviously, but you know that Andy Dick was on news radio with Phil Hartman. You know who replaced Phil Hartman? Yeah, it was John Lovitz. It was John Lovitz. Now, John Lovitz uh, said that he did not have a great experience on the set with Andy Dick. He said that the following season, during one of the tapes, one of the final episodes, Andy Dick looked at Lovitz and said, you shouldn't be here. And John <laughs> Lovitz responded, well, I wouldn't be here if you hadn't given Bryn Coke in the first place. That's a pretty good John Lovitz right there, Vinny. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Should do his jokes, too. <laughs> in 2007, Dick approached Lovitz at a restaurant and said, I put the Phil Hartman hex on you. You're going to die next. Wow. Like, he fucking hassled John Lovitz about this for years after, is my point. No shit. Yeah, and then to one point at the uh, improv... Or I'm sorry, at the comedy store, or the Laugh Factory, forgive me. I want to make sure we get our comedy clubs right. <laughs> at the Laugh cares. Factory, Lovitz demanded an apology from Dick, who refused, and Lovitz grabbed him and basically beat the shit out of him until the doorman got involved. Really? That's what kind of a pussy is Lovitz was going to beat his ass. That's impressive. Good for you, John Lovitz. I'm telling you, man. John Lovitz is uh, my hero for The Critic and for punching Andy Dick. It no. stinks. That's just a rumor that he gave her the coke? Prior to her murdering him, or uh, a lot of people at the party, it's a lot of people at the party have uh, speculated that it was Andy. I, that's, really? I've never heard that before. Oh, I, I knew that story. Yeah, I was I was oh, wondering no. if Vinny was going to bring it up because it didn't happen this year. I know it didn't happen this year, but we're getting to this. I year. need the jury to strike all of that that is not admissible in this case. We guys, all love Phil Hartman, but that's guys, not admissible. Carl, you need to shut up. I have three pages of notes on dumb shit this motherfucker's Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, that is a good story to bring up, but there's, you know, let's talk about what he did this year. Okay, well, I'll get there. Right. Uh, David Strickland, who was an actor on a show with uh, Brooke Shields, committed suicide one night after hanging out with Dick. He hung himself in his hotel room. That wasn't good. And uh, he was questioning it, and he's like, oh, well, I know he had mental health problems, but we just went out. We were doing lots of coke and drinking. So either way, let's start at the beginning. 99 drove his car to a utility pole in Hollywood. He was charged with cocaine, cannabis, and drug paraphernalia. On December 4th, 2004, Dick was arrested for indecent exposure at a McDonald's. In July, Dick was arrested in California on suspicion of drug possession and sexual battery as he exposed the breasts of a 17-year-old girl when he allegedly grabbed and pulled down her tank top at a Mexican restaurant. It's okay. He's a gay guy. It's just, it's funny. Yeah. He, he was arrested in 2010. Thing. It's a silly thing to do. Hey, look at her boobies. Yeah, well, it's not She's good. <laughs> he allegedly groped a bouncer and a, and a customer at a West Virginia bar. It, charges were later dismissed. He agreed to go to a, a diversion program. Those are just things that happened offstage. Let's talk about some things that happened like while he was trying to work professionally, gentlemen. Yeah. And these are the things that are going to lead us to 2022 so I, I as to why point, he's such a sorry motherfucker. I think the point is that Andy Dick's the horniest guy, not the creepiest, just the horniest guy to ever live. He's just trying to fuck everything. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> okay. He will fuck anything. In 2005, Dick dropped his pants and exposed his genitals to the audience at Yuck Yuck's Comedy Club in Edmonton, Alberta. He was ushered off the stage. The second night was canceled. It was very dramatic, yeah. So he's in comedy <laughs> clubs at this point. Like 2005, we're talking less than 10 years after being on a major television show. By he's the way, back yeah. in Edmonton at the Chuckle Hut. I want to point out that Burt Kreischer's pissed he ripped off his act. I don't think Burt could spin it as well as fucking Andy Dick can. <laughs> Andy Dick was doing the fucking Ric Flair helicopter on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough about your wet dreams, Vinny. Just get back to the facts. Let's talk about the Comedy Central roast of Pam Anderson in 2005. He, on the set of the show, during the show, 
came up there and was like, I'm Dr. Andy Dick, the plastic surgeon. And he kept using that bit as an excuse to grab Pamela Anderson's tits. <laughs> That's a pretty good bet. That's a pretty good bet. And then he tried to grab Courtney Love's tits, and that was a problem. She slapped him across the face. And then he also mimed performing oral sex on Anderson's husband at the time, Tommy Lee. In December of 2006, uh, Andy Dick upset the audience at the Improv in Los Angeles by shouting, you're all a bunch of N-words. Oh, boy. Following an improvised set with comedian Ian Bag. This was a direct reference to Michael Richards' use of the same epithet to insult hecklers weeks earlier. I was going to say, he's picking the wrong comics to steal from. Well, I'm just going to point out, not only is he dropping the N-word on people, he's also a joke thief. Yeah, right. He's exactly. stealing jokes here. This isn't good. Uh, would you like to hear his quote, the apology he uh, issued about that? Yeah. I chose to make a joke about a subject that is not funny, an attempt to make light of a serious subject. I've offended a lot of people, and I'm sorry for my insensitivity. I wish to apologize to Ian, to the club, and to its patrons, and to anyone who was hurt or offended by my remark. And to all he did the not ends. write that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was followed with, let's go fuck some whores. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You can always tell when a publicist writes something for someone because Andy Dick does not talk like that. He got dragged off the set of Jimmy Kimmel's show for, like, groping Ivanka Trump's legs. He kept rubbing her legs on the set. They had security come and take him off. Like, Carl, I think you're right. Like, he, he must be diagnosed with something because this yeah. is not like this is irrational behavior ongoing for decades. It's malignant horniness. It's like <laughs> it's like I used to work in. um at a special needs school when I was like 18. And there was like one of the girls would like rub up against people inappropriately. Mm -hmm. She couldn't stop herself. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be what Andy Dick has some sort of like variation of that syndrome. Well, I like, married that girl. Well, Brian, <laughs> imagine this. So that, that girl who was constantly horny and rubbing herself, give her all the cocaine she could possibly store and then see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Andy Dick is. And access to celebrities. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. You know that you're really way too horny when the AVN Awards throws you out. Oh, boy. Because he was stalking <laughs> adult film actors Tara Patrick and drag queen Chi Chi LaRue. Backstage, he kept trying to sneak into their dressing rooms and they had to throw him out. All right. Uh, in 2019, a man knocked Dick out with a punch to the head, which caused Dick to be sent to the hospital to be monitored for a brain bleed. I remember that. That was caught on video. The man accused Grip Dick of groping him and punched him in retaliation. Now, while we're in 2019, he pled not guilty in that October to charges that he grabbed an Uber driver by the dick. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> they don't like to be grabbed there. Now, they'll be shifting the gears themselves. We're going to get back to this guy later. But uh, around 2021 in July, Elisa Jordana jump dumps him. Mm -hmm. And by October, he's being arrested for hitting his boyfriend in the head with a liquor bottle. Right. Now, that leads us to my second video. This was caught by TMZ, guys. I think you're going to enjoy this. This is uh, him fighting a Uber Eats driver. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna. Andy Dick got literally body slammed by an Uber Eats driver. By an Uber Eats driver? Yes, the Uber Eats driver and his friend beat the hell out of Andy Dick. They're two different stories. Andy Dick claims that he was taunted with a taco, that they were putting the taco in his face, and then whenever he tried to reach for the taco, they were going ill. The Uber Eats driver claims that Andy Dick tried to steal food from them. In any case, while these two guys are squaring off, the driver's friend comes behind, picks Andy up, and slams into the ground. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. 
The reason why he does this is because he says that Andy spit on his friend. Yeah. The reason why he did it is because he's cheap. You know? <laughs> right. That's a I cheap shot. That. Like you punch somebody from behind, you grab somebody from behind and slam them down. It's like, look at Andy Dick. He's like, what, 5'4", 100 pounds? He's also like, the aggressor in this scenario. Though, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> that's true. But even if like if so, like I'm hanging out with one of my friends and like somebody sp- like Andy Dick especially spits on him. I'm just yeah. going to see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to get you don't need to involve yourself, sir. Nah. Yeah. So he's getting the shit kicked out of him by Uber Eats drivers. He's grabbing Uber <laughs> drivers dicks. Um, Andy is a been a problem his entire career, and it seems to be. Things really spun out of control at the beginning of this year. He was living with some content creators, Carl. Yeah. And uh, these content creators had rented a campsite at a park outside of L.A. Yeah. And they were all living inside of these two RVs and filming content and basically keeping Andy Dick pretty fucking hammered all day. Until one afternoon, until one morning, when one of the guys who, if you listen to the voice, I am not 100% convinced this is not Cardiff Electric. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. I am not 100% convinced that this person is not Cardiff Electric when you hear the voice. But he describes waking up in an awkward situation and not knowing how he got there. Here we go, gentlemen. Hmm? Who are you talking to? The stream. Applied lotion to you? He applied lotion to you? I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not sure. Cardiff, little potato waddles out. <laughs> what happened? I think I got ripped during my reef or something. But I can't, I like, don't know. How, what do you mean you don't know? I, ju- I was just like in bed right now and I smelled like certain parts of my body. In which bed? In the back room. In my room, right? No, but I was in uh, the other RV with Andy. And then uh, in I, his like, bed. Yeah. Why? And then I, I, we, I, I have no idea. Like not even like in a weird way or like like in like in. We'll Why see, did he get in bed with this guy? <laughs> uh, we're the last thing I remember. We we're like on the phone with his fiance or something. Yeah. And then, like, I wake up. I I come here and then I check myself and I'm like, like I like smell parts of myself and they smell like. Artificial smells. You know. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you so done much. got yourself yeah, raped. I, I don't know what. <laughs> so these people are living in these RVs with him, and he's being extra horny towards this guy. There's other things where he's like kissing on him, going, "You're gonna sleep in my bed tonight." There's video of all of this. So this guy is super confused. He wakes up, is all kinds of fucked up. Now, this is where it's going to be trouble here. I'm going to add this video file in here. He goes into the trailer, Andy's trailer, to confront him about what had just happened. Now, this doesn't look like a guy who would rape another dude, does it? They're not being real with me. Did you take my blow? No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, excuse me, I'm on, I'm on the phone. Can you, like, not film me? Yeah, I suppose I can respect that. Thanks. Did you take my cocaine? 
No. I, I didn't even <laughs> take it real. whenever it was offered. I didn't even take it whenever the, it was offered. You asked me for it, and then I... No, I didn't. Yes. Yes, you did. Okay. So... I want to know how Andy Dick gets into a situation where he's in the content trailer with these people. Like, how does he stumble across them at a campground? I don't know how this all happened, but he was living in a, like a drug den for a while. So we're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. 2022 is a long year for you. Brian, I, I got to tell you, man, it's shocking how far this guy has fallen. Let me show you a little <laughs> bit more. Shall I? More of that confrontation. My baby mama. Can you my beer. Where did you assault me in my sleep? I never assaulted you in your sleep. Can you give me, can you leave me alone? And my- okay, so that noise you just hear is this is a content house. Right. So all this shit is stuff people are saying in the live stream, and it's being read by a computer. So thank God for trolls. They can lighten up any situation. Why did you sexually assault me? Who the American abortion sent $3, JJ. He only cares about his drugs, not your butthole. You need to shame him. <laughs> Film him and let him know it's not okay to touch you people. Get away from me. Don't stop filming him. Don't let him sexually bully you, JJ. Don't let him sexually bully you, JJ. You guys are Don't let him, JJ. Get away from me. Like, can you go? What should I do, Andy? Go out there. Wait. Just wait for the police. The voice of an expert. Go out there and wait if for the police. That's what I'm going to do. be good. We just did it before they come. Can you go? You took my cup. You should do your coke before the police come. I agree. So, surprise, kids. Andy gets arrested here, and he is charged with sexual assault. But I like that he goes, don't film me while I'm on the phone. And then immediately after that, hey, do you have my cocaine? Like, if you don't want to be like, what conversation do you have on the phone that he doesn't want out there? Yeah, uh, I'd like to respond to Tucker Dixon. People on cocaine do not talk this slow. They talk fast. Well, wow. hold on a second. <laughs> When you don't have cocaine, yes. that's how you talk. Also, Folks, it appears to be the AM, and I believe that's a whiskey in his hand that he's uh, sipping on. So. Yeah. I didn't sexually assault you. Just <laughs> wait for the police to get here. I mean, and what I like, the uh, fuck? I like the divergent reactions to, like, he spits on an Uber driver. He gets body slammed to the ground and sent to the hospital with a potential life-threatening injury. He rapes this guy, and the guy's like, why'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do I that mean, for? <laughs> Andy, yeah. what should I do here? Like, I wouldn't be asking my potential rapist, like, what's my what's my play? What do I do? I'm not asking Andy anything. You're I'm not going to advice on anything in my life. Could you imagine standing there with a lubed-up fucking asshole <laughs> and him just yelling at you going, well, you did take my coke. I know you took my Go. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting dressed down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just absolutely ridiculous. So Andy gets arrested that day, taken to prison, but all these charges get dismissed because this JJ kid stops cooperating with the police. Okay. So Andy's free to go. He's free and clear. Where does he go now, though? He was living with these guys in RVs. Sure. Where do you go from here, Carl? Great question, right? <laughs> he goes to Las Vegas and ends up basically living in what looks like you said it earlier, a trap house. Yeah. Here's a video from the live stream, guys, from this house. You can see Andy. Yeah, I'm in a fucking house. house right now, motherfucker. I have a gun right, right now. Get the fuck out of here. That's it. You fucking kidnapper, extorter, motherfucker. Go. What are you talking about? Go fuck with me, dude. Get out. I told you fucking five times. Don't go no back. You got it. Don't shoot the gun. Get out of here. That was Andy. Don't shoot the gun. 
No, you're trying to do some fucking shit. Don't come back here, dude. Don't do it. You better call me before you do. Don't show up, you're uninvited. I swear to fucking God. Now, the this reason is, I showed you I was you hoping this. for this. I was hoping for this on Chrissy Mayer's content house, but Carl <laughs> kept himself behaved. Nobody was yeah. acted up. <laughs> well, I just want to point out something about the creepiness, the creepy behavior. That man pulled out a gun and was going to shoot somebody at the front door. And Andy sat there like, don't shoot him. Turned around, looked, grabbed a drink, sat there, crossed his legs, and just had a fucking coke and a smile. Yeah, he's seen this before. This ain't his first rodeo. I mean, that, that should tell you a lot. Now, during this time, Andy... He has to get out of there now. The police show up at that point because people who are watching the live stream called the cops. Yeah. So fucking narcs. He has a plan. <laughs> Andy has a plan, guys. He knows where he's gonna go live. Okay. And I'm gonna show you guys where it is. Good. Okay. This is an abandoned house in LA, the Hollywood you got Hills. That fire lit. He's Real literally quick. living like a fucking gypsy inside of some fucking empty house that he found. Huh. That's pretty nice. I mean, this it is, is my nice mortgage. <laughs> yeah, right. What the fuck? <laughs> Hope we said that should be construction. We need to do. Yeah, a little construction he needs to do. <laughs> that takes us to October, ladies and gentlemen, of 2022, when he was charged with felony burglary for allegedly stealing power tools from a home that's under construction. TMZ reported police in Santa Barbara, California, responded to reports of a burglary in progress on October 13th and caught Andy fleeing the scene with power tools trying to run out of there. He was squatting at houses, so he was going to other places to steal tools to fix up the joint he was squatting at. Fucking crazy. He was on national television. National television. And now he's squatting in houses. News radio still in syndication. It's got to be, right? He's still getting checks from that. I could gig. I, he's not getting anything for the Ben Stiller show. <laughs> no, that's probably true. <laughs> now, folks, I have good news for you. I have great news. Okay. In November of this past year, last month, 2022, he was sentenced to 90 days in jail. Correct. Guess what he was sentenced to 90 days in jail for? Touching the Uber driver's dick four years before that. They finally caught up to him. And the good news is he's getting 12 months of summary probation after he gets out of prison. So hopefully he will get his shit together. He'll go buy, uh, what's her name, Jordana, some fucking flowers, make nice. Everything will be good again. He'll start doing the talk show circuit about how he's recovered. And then next year, he'll spectacularly fall off the wagon and we could do all of this again. That's my favorite Andy nah, Dick. I like Andy Dick. So... Once he was sentenced to what you're just talking about, yeah, uh, the, because they the Drew and Mike show calls Andy Dick quite a bit. They called him and he actually picked up, and they were telling him they're like, you know, you have to do this 12 months to rehab. He's like, no, I don't. Like, no, 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 that's part of the sentence. He's like, no, that's not true. I'm not doing that. So I don't even think Andy <laughs> Dick realized what was going on. So it will be interesting to see what's what's going to happen with him. Yeah, he might be the horniest man alive. He might be. Well, he also had great. to register as a sex offender, didn't he? As yes. part of his. Which is probably for the best. Well, that's why he may not be on the talk show circuit that quickly because people are like, ah, I don't know if we want that's this guy true. So yet. does he have to introduce himself to his neighbors if he's squatting in yeah. an abandoned house? Hey, I'm just staying <laughs> around. You see that boarded up house over there? That's yeah. where I am. Keep your kids away. <laughs> okay. And how cool. judgmental are the druggies? Like if you are staying at a trap house or a drug house or whatever. Right. And they're like, hey, wait, didn't that guy touch an Uber driver's cock? <laughs> exactly. Like, is that different than the the woman who's 
currently like fucking nodding out with her child next to her. Like which one of these <laughs> two dreams. people is worse? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Baby's crawling on the ceiling. And shit. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Once you get sentenced to jail for grabbing an Uber driver's dick, do you have to use Lyft from now on? Mm, that's a good question. Does Lyft throw you so. off? Because I know he's <laughs> he's got to do DoorDash and Grubhub now because Uber Eats ain't helping his ass. Right. He's probably got a really low star rating on there, Vinny. That is correct. So Even worse than WATPs. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Two and a half. I never even grabbed a dick. There's no smile like Cardiff smiling when he brings a one-star review to the show. <laughs> I know. It's the worst. <laughs> Dumb potato. He's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Such an oh, man. <laughs> All right. That means uh, it's Brian's turn to bring the uh, creepiest creep of 2022. All right. Now, my guy, now technically, Carl, I know you may go after me for this. This happened in 2020, but the woman who uh, is We're part of this. After you. Just, we'll just I, I, I already know you. he's going to try to get me on a technicality. The woman, uh, though, just pleaded guilty and was found guilty uh, okay. to killing her ex-stepfather after finding nude photos of herself on his computer. Yes, Jay I Jenks. know this one. Jay you know Jenks. One? Yeah, this is a fun one. Oh, thank God Jay you're doing Jenks. it on the show. Accused of drugging, strangling, and suffocating Thomas Merriman, her ex-stepfather, with a plastic bag on New Year's Eve 2020. Uh, now, Merriman was the co-founder. And this is why like, I'm like, I wish they had a picture of the guy. I couldn't find a picture of him. And I couldn't find out a certain little detail that I'll talk about in a second. Okay. She's uh, pretty cute, though. She's attractive. Yeah, she is attractive. I would yeah. have pictures of her on my screensaver, too. Sure. Um, I might know. I'm not telling. I tell you guys. <laughs> don't. It doesn't go well for people who do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he was the co-founder of Butterfly Farms at Encinitas. Encinitas. I don't know. Someplace in California, which is a nonprofit dedicated to the conservation of butterflies. A mild manner butterfly conservationist. Mm-hmm. You would never think he would be the guy. Nah. I immediately yeah. assume sex maniac. When I hear <laughs> yeah. Something like that. If they're yeah. into butterflies and shit. Yeah. I imagine um, he had a beard like yours. I imagine all butterfly farmers have a big old beard like Brian's. You think so? They're like, yeah. I give up. You know what? You might be <laughs> right because my, <laughs> my my wife is like super into bees and like we've gotten more and more bee shit around the house and now she wants hives in the back. So I may become what a butterfly conservation or a bee conservation. Oh, no, not the bees. Not the bees. <laughs> ah! Oh, my eyes. That's audio. That's audio from Brian's Fourth of July picnic. In the yeah. Yeah. Careful with those bees, Brian. Worry for you. I, I'm not crazy about bees. She loves them. Uh, we'll see where that goes. I don't even that's want cool. a dog, let alone a beehive. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I mean, like you could pet a dog at least. Well, I mean, if a yeah. dog gets out, you can go find it. But if like bees get out, <laughs> what are you doing? That used to happen to us. Like we had these beehives when I was a kid. We had a, a neighbor who had beehives, and every like once a summer, the queen would leave. Yeah. And there'd be these fucking bees everywhere and you couldn't go outside. Fucking great. For like Thank, two thanks for that, asshole. Yeah, I yeah. kind of wanted to throw the ball around with my pops, but no, it's fine. We'll just stay inside. Yeah. And we never oh, got free honey. honey. We never got anything out of it. What a great <laughs> investment. Yeah. <laughs> We're held hostage in our house now. <laughs> so Jenks, the woman who's an interior designer, allegedly found explicit photos of herself on his computer while cleaning his room after he was hospitalized for a fall. Reports say Jenks sent the photos cons- consensually to her old boyfriend so that's number one where i'm just like so she sent them to her old boyfriend how did he get them like i doubt the old boyfriend sent them to him so Correct. i'm assuming that he went onto her computer or yeah, sent them to himself her phone somehow. or something yeah yeah he, he pulled these photos out of somewhere uh he was found so dead the, yeah Go the ahead. rumor was that there was a 
different sets of photos. Now, she claims that... She, I wa- Did you watch the trial at all, Brian? Did you watch any of the clips? I watched a little bit of it, yeah. Yeah, well, she was on the set. She claimed that when she went on his computer, she found different file folders organized by body part. <laughs> so there was that like a was titty folder. <laughs> <laughs> there was a titty folder, a vulva folder. Side titty, <laughs> under boob. Uh, I like his organization. <laughs> Yeah. Because I can skip by the shit. Like, I'm not really an ass guy. So I see ass, I'm going right by it's a side boob. Yeah, better save him, though. Mm -hmm. You never know. So it's just so like she saw all of this. But then she also claimed that the photos themselves were from a camera that she had from when she was a teenager. And she was like sending naked pictures of herself to her boyfriend. And then she claimed some of the other pictures that were on there were ones that her ex husband took of her. So this guy's a collector. I get it. You yeah, know, you start with one collection, you want them all, and it's, it's it, you can't bring yourself to throw them out. She's like, I might <laughs> right. need this. Exactly. I might need it. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know under what circumstances, but I might need I, it. He he was going to end up storing all of these on a Zoom player at some point. That's what they always do. Yeah. Well, he the way she found out was that um, one of them, and I, I thought of Carl when I was reading this article. It was such a boomer move that he put it on his. Uh, his screensaver or like, you know, like the screensaver that comes up, not your wallpaper, yep. but the screensaver. And that's something that I did once. Like oh, I, I no. had like this, this photo thing. And it was like me and my, uh, the girl, my girlfriend at the time. And it popped up and like, I guess my computer was like, I've never told this, the story. Actually, my computer is at my mother's house and like the laptop was open and stuff. And it was just the screensaver. When I came home, like the, the screen had been pulled down to like a millimeter. Like it wasn't quite closed, but it was like mostly closed. Uh-huh. And I was like, I wonder why somebody would do that. And I was like, oh, wait a second. I went and I was looking at the pictures on the screensaver. And there she is with my dick in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming my mother saw it and was like, Ooh. <laughs> I got my in-laws one of those skybox frames where you could just like upload photos from anywhere. I do the same thing to them. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hilarious. So uh, here's a fun, quick story for you, Brian. Do you remember the uh, WATP live show we did in New York City? I and, do. Uh, my computer shit the bed. I had to grab producer Chris's computer and run the show with that. Sure. He's got the similar thing going with his background. His wallpaper just just shuffles through all the photos he has on his computer. So thankfully, I had whatever video we were watching up in front of that the whole right. time. Because if I did not do that, there would have been some problems. In New York, that poor guy was just sitting there sweating it out. I didn't realize so afterwards. He's like, "Holy shit, Carl! When you put up my my computer screen up on the big screen for everyone, he was losing his mind the whole time." Oh, that would have been genius! Just one photo, <laughs> one photo he didn't want to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> that's all it would have taken. I I ha- I don't want to know, but now I want to know what was on Chris's computer. Dude, but I, let's I just, just move on. I just imagine because I thought I was going through a pretty horrendous time when I couldn't get the fucking computer to work for my live show in front of a crowd of people. I can't imagine what producer Chris was thinking when I'm like, all right, let me just use your computer. He's like, well, my computer? I don't have a computer. Chuck's out the window. Do I get out There's of no this? computer over here. It's <laughs> broke. <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit. Anyway, that's uh, producer Chris earned his keep that night. Ugh. That's for sure. All right. All right. So, um, so she, the, she reportedly wanted to make this guy's death look like an overdose because he abused alcohol and drugs. It sounded to be like he was kind of out of shape. Now, she denies it, but then there's text messages that she sent to this guy. I just dosed the hell out of him. He's waking up. I really don't want to be the one to do this. I can't carry him alone. I can't keep, I keep a kicking body in my trunk. I'm about to club him on the head as he is waking up. 
I'm not strong enough. He's very aware now, and I am on my own. Like, this guy was like, no, I have a son. I don't want any part of this. Just, I don't want to do it. Brian, because of your celebrity status, I have to think, (laughs) I have to think (laughs) that you will think like I think. Anything that I might text anyone could eventually appear on the internet someday. Absolutely. So I would never, te- I would never write any of those sentences into a phone and hit send. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It, it really is like you look like, and I said earlier, I watch forensic files every night and you see people making mistakes that you're like, it, it was the times you can't be like, Oh, this person's so stupid because yeah. they thought back then that if you deleted an AOL chat, it was gone forever. Sure, we know a little right. bit better now, Yeah, but for somebody like this lady who seems she's younger, she's, she appears to be intelligent. Why the fuck would you text any of this stuff to anybody? But it, it's even, I know the answer guy, to that. <laughs> Go ahead, Vinny. Pretty girl entitlement. Oh yeah, you're right. She's a pretty she, girl and she's texting this guy who's probably kind of into her and like, Hey, and she was trying to use the feminine charm, and she just didn't think for a second that some dude was going to turn her in. Well, she did it wrong, and then she should have been like, wow, all this murdering my father-in-law is getting me real wet over here. <laughs> you want to help me out? I'm hornier than Andy Dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Let me send you an email from my father's computer, and I'll give you a bunch of reasons why you should come over here. <laughs> so it, it appears, though, that from my article that this lady is my creep, which she isn't. It's the butterfly collector. It's a stepfather who she had been with for ever since she was a child, whose mother had since divorced the guy, but they still remained close. That, to me, is a creep. Now, this isn't yes. taking anything away from you guys, but when I saw Vinnie Paulino in New York City at the, at the show, I said, I don't think you guys know what a creep is. Because Vinnie's like, my guy hammered a bunch of kittens apart with a mallet. What do you think about that? And then Carl's like, well, my Pretty guy creepy. Raped, raped five ladies and then raped two kids after that. So what do you think about that? It's like, you guys are, who are these psychopaths? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so confused by the definition of a creep. Yeah, That's a good point. Well, that, that again, I want to make sure I reiterate this for everyone. Whenever this is brought up, the definition of a creep is if you knew what the person did, you would not want to be around them for a second. Oh, that's it? I, I mean, then, I then think lots that's of the people think that it. I'm a creep or would think I'm a creep. Of <laughs> yeah. things. Well, yeah, this is the sure. show about creeps by creeps for creeps. That's true, so. Brian. You're right. to the club. You're, You're in. Right. I'm initiated. I love it. Yeah. I we never claimed to be better than the people that we cover on this show. Never <laughs> once we've been like, nah, I wouldn't do something that crazy. Carl tries to help them. He gives them <laughs> advice, Brian. He's like, hey, listen, you did this all wrong. That's you got to go back. When you get out of prison, rethink yep. this. Do it this way. And, like, I just want to point out why my guy is the creepiest today, Andy Dick. If you were going to a party and you heard Andy Dick was going to be there, you're like, I don't feel like getting humped tonight. You're not going to go. So throw that out there. But I would also not want to go to a party where a guy who ripped apart his daughter was there either. Uh, I would like to go to a party with a butterfly farmer, though. (laughs) So What is going on? Like, like it would start out with the butterfly question. Who's got hot nudes of his daughter? Dude, how did you get those pictures? Just... That's the one thing that's driving me crazy. How'd you get yeah. the pictures? I don't need to see them. Just what the fuck happened? Well, that's a uh, pretty compelling argument, Brian. Is there anything else you wanted to, to include in that? No, I just want everybody to think about Really think about it. Who's the creepiest? Not who's the most psychotic. Not who's the horniest. Who's the creepiest? Has to, be a butter, many... has to be a butterfly collector. This guy's going through, closing, going through those files. His closing argument, you really are like an attorney right now. <laughs> So as you're deliberating, I want you to just keep in mind, the show is called The Creeper. I present to you. What pisses me off about this is he's doing what I try to do way more eloquently than me. 
I'm a fat-tongued idiot. I'm going to vote for Brian's creep, I think. Oh, He's convinced you. me. Everybody's going to vote for Brian's <laughs> creep, and I'm getting fucked out of Patreon, but he's still sitting at yes. four points. Yes, let's keep having guests on every week, Vinny. This is fun. Yeah, then we're spinning the wheel together again, motherfucker. <laughs> is this so like consequences? Is that still going on? I don't know if there's <laughs> no, a new yeah. one yet. Oh, wow. No, not yet. I uh, I had to work at a pizza place not too long ago. I remember that. that one. Yeah, you made your own pizza, right? I made a... <laughs> yeah, all for me. <laughs> What's a customer? So, uh, Carl, I think it's time for Who Are These Creeps? Why don't you take it away, buddy? All right, let's crank through this one. Creepos. Did I find a doozy of a show for us today? It is called Whiskey, Wine, and True Crime. Uh. <laughs> Vinny immediately is like, oh, fuck, another one of these. <laughs> oh, more people have to drink to talk about true crime. Great. Dude, this seems to be a thing where, for whatever reason... They think a show format is getting drunk and telling you true crime stories. And these people, I have not heard a show this egregious in a long time. Here's a clip of what the, the summary of the show for me. I'm more, I'm more, I'm more of a snapper kind of guy. <laughs> Fucking a. Oh, it's the worst, dude. And you have like you on perfectly. I swear to God, I thought you <laughs> sent me a bunch of Florida shit that I did not use yet. I don't know what you have. Mike Persky. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to drink, bitch. Good lord. What the fuck was that? Carbonation bubbles. So they have this uh, bit they do. They call it uh, Keep It Classy, Florida. And that's where he was asking about his uh, Florida stories. He wanted to get his segment ready to be produced on there. I haven't been this speechless in a while. <laughs> this is a show hosted by Crystal Kelly, Janelle, Paul, and Chris. And let me just read from their website. It says, uh, the full story, we are whiskey, wine, and true crime. We tell the people the truth along with details media likes to leave out. We drink to make it funny for the viewers on Facebook to see we are humans. We have business that sell out merchandise. Check them out. Smiley face. Who wrote that? Fucking Tommy? It sounded like it, doesn't it? I was yes. going to say, man, it, it, sounds like, it sounds like the way an Indian person talks when they call you. Like, by the way, right. sir. <laughs> no, these people are from Wisconsin. And I went and checked out. Oh, so out, it's way dumber. I went and checked out their Facebook. We got businesses. Basically, you're looking at someone's living room. It, these shows go on for two and a half hours. And it's these really <laughs> fat, really unattractive people all sitting around. There's children walking around. Okay. They're getting wasted. They're trying to crack each other up. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. And then you go to their website. They have a Patreon. This is great. Go to their Patreon. It has zero patrons, making zero dollars a month. Like you got to build an audience before you start a Patreon. Otherwise, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> so I throw that out there. And um, you got to look at their website on the product page of their website. They have all of these images. Like there's a, there's a mug and a T-shirt, and, and none of it's about the show. It's just random merchandise, and everything just says "product for sale" underneath it. That's the name of every product. Product for sale. <laughs> so it really is like a, t a Tommy from MSCS Media. Not understanding how business works, kind of thing. But even without the fake views, right? They, yeah, they, there's no one watching this stuff. So let's find out why this person started a true crime podcast. I want to know. I thought this would be a great idea to talk about something I actually am very passionate about, which is crime, because I am very nerdy that way. I love to learn about antics and what makes people tick. <laughs> without having to be in the situation or in the room with somebody. I love, you know, I attempted to write Chris Watt. That didn't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> Great story. 
<laughs> yeah, that was his choice. But um, did she write him or did she attempt to write him? You know, eventually, <laughs> you know, BTK is still standing and walking around. So this is what she considers to be nerdy. Can I for true crime? When did being into crime make you a nerd? I thought that was what the cool people were into. Correct, Vinny. She's obviously very cool. You can tell. These people are dumb. These people are fucking idiots. And the sound like my uh, I got my my kid. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. You probably you probably not. You don't have kids. Spy Ninjas. It's this YouTube thing that's like real big. No, I and, heard of that. Um, no, have you? And it's like. No. Th- th- Oh, you yeah, haven't heard of it. So uh, it's just a bunch of like ninjas and shit, like adults dressed up like ninjas. And they have this earpiece that I got her that's sound enhancing. So you can hear people from across the room. That fucking $2 piece of shit from China sounded better than their sound quality yeah. on this show. It's yeah, unreal. So right. Like two of the people have microphones. The other people don't, but it doesn't stop anyone from talking. So whether they're like all the way across the room from a microphone or not, they just join in the conversation along with everyone else. I don't know why. They would have it set up that way. Are it's, they talking into it like an open laptop? Is that what this is? I, like I said, two people are holding microphones. Ugh, okay. It's easier to take this than some of the ones I hear you guys talk about. You're like, this piece of shit has 12,000 patrons. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. God, how is this possible? <laughs> this if, one actually this makes had, sense. It's terrible and no one likes it. If this right. had fucking 12 listeners, I'd be just as justifiably angry. <laughs> All right. Well... <laughs> Let's get into more because, you know, she's nerdy for true crime. So this is her explaining why she would start this amazing show that they do. And I'm going to turn around to make it funny because in the end, every detail is going to be gruesome. And you want to hear the truth about it. And being drunk, you're going to spill the truth. I'd rather do it drinking because you know what? I'm not going to filter myself. Why should you filter yourself? That's why I started this podcast. And then I brought Kelly into it because I know his dumbass ain't going to share we do share different views, but we share the same style of how we are. <laughs> We're both open-minded. Sounds weird. We're both unfiltered. Sounds weird. And mine's yeah, I've never had one of them. So you hear at the end there, this guy Kelly. This guy is just uh, uh, well. I got some clips of him. Well, we'll learn more about him. Is this what every court is fucking doing wrong? They're not just getting every witness drunk before they put them oh, on the there stand. there you go. Yeah, that's the they truth just, serum they need. Yeah, you just have to be hammered, and you're going to spill the truth. Because nobody lies when they're drunk. These people are so stupid. I hate people who think that because— Have these people seen who Stuttery John is? Vinny, exactly. <laughs> Vinny, when you get drunk with your friends, you have a good time. So they think, well, what if other people could watch us get drunk with each other? Then they'll have a good time. Wrong. Not how that works at all. Greatest misconception in podcasting. Yes. You drunk with your friends is not interesting, folks. Not Sorry fun. to tell you. <laughs> don't want to be there. Don't care. Um, so you notice that they were proud of themselves for not having a filter. And I just want to say that that is not something to be proud of yourself for. Having a filter is one of the most important things we can do as human beings. Is it not just say every dumb, stupid bullshit thing that you think out loud and put it people, out there? People think that it, like that's the cute way of being like, I'm an asshole. Right, and they can, yeah. they can oh, get away with cute? it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I just call I just call women cunts to their face. Well, you know, you should do that on a podcast like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's charming when we do it, dude. Mint salad with a hundred dollars. Holy shit! Thank you, Mint. This is that's a very nice Christmas surprise. I love Thank mint you. salad so much, but I'm starting like, can I digress for just one second here? Yeah, Mint, I love you. I think you're the greatest. She puts all these pictures on her Instagram. She's doing like the Fansly thing. Here's the plug. Mid mid salad's got a Fansly and OnlyFans, whatever. And she's out on her back porch. There's snow everywhere. And she's in like a 
like in her underwear. And I look at this and I felt a fatherly instinct. I got upset and I was like, put on a jacket, man. Like I got, I don't think I'm supposed to be like that. What's wrong with Well, let me just read this because this is a message to Brian. It says, um, I hope you liked how I drew you on the WATP NYC live show poster. Mintel did that art for us, the um, Godfather poster. I started watching Comic Book Men this year and love it. Anyway, cheers to another year of the creep off. So thank uh, you, Brian. Thank you, Mintel. And thank you, boys. It was a very Damn. good illustration of you, I have to say. You didn't think it was? No, it was. It was great. I think Brian's oh. one of the easier people to draw. I think I could draw Brian. But the number of people who are like, hey, this is Brian. Like, they, like I've put, like, I've now started to, I've did it. I've done it a couple times when people I don't know mention the beard. Like, hey, like ZZ Top. I'm like, who's that? And I pretend I don't know who ZZ Top That's is. Hilarious. It's awesome. They're just like, you never heard of ZZ Top. Like, I'm the asshole. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start doing that with uh, Opie. Uh, no, I, Opie, Opie and what? No, I don't know. They, uh, they're on the radio? Is it a, a YouTube show? What is that? Hysterical. All right. Now, I'm going to let you guys in on a secret here. Um, even though it sounds like these people are probably making money hand over fist, not the case. You know, we're not paid. We're not, oh, I'm paying everybody X amount of money every day to do this. We do this stuff on weekends on our time. We usually do it on Fridays or Saturdays. No shit, Sherlock! No shit! Wait, you're not paying the whole staff of people who are there producing this show? The kids running around don't even get a fucking allowance, Carl. <laughs> yeah, wow, I'm shocked. I had no idea who to thunk it. All right, wow. let's let's listen to this guy Kelly because Kelly thinks he's hilarious. He's one of these guys, and this is something that I'm I'm noticing more and more is that the fatter and uglier you are, the more you want to talk about sex. I don't know why that is. <laughs> no one wants to hear you talking about sex. We want to hear bikini models talk about sex. But anyway, this is a guy talking about how he likes to smell women's crotches. Well, I'm not going to go up there and stick my head in, my cr in her crotch and go, you smell nice. I'm if I'm a midget, that. I can get away with that because it's not harassment. I'm just stating the obvious that your hair smells nice. The fact that I'm three foot two and come up to your crotch has got nothing to do with it. What? I wish I was three foot two. Oh, the fun I could have. No. You'd anyway. go underneath someone's dress and be like, oh, I didn't see you there. <laughs> yep. God damn it. That don't look like Arby's. Don't look like a beaver either. Hilarious. This is giving me everyone that I've ever hated at sitting in a bar vibes. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're doing the show, Vinny, and it's Fried Chicken Friday. Now, when you say something like that, this guy, Kelly, immediately has to tell you some of the funny things that he knows about. Fried Chicken Friday. Taco Tuesday followed by Wet Fart Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrific. That's terrific. You ever hear that one, Benny? Taco Tuesday is followed by Wet Fart Wednesday. You know, my policy is broken clock. That's a good one. It's a pretty good one. Good job, Kelly. Oh, he's got another one for you, Vinny. This one. Oh, oh boy. Watch out for these zingers. Since you brought up the church right oh, off the God, bat, and why? I didn't have to lead into anything. <laughs> what is the difference between a Catholic priest I did it. and Woody from the Toy Story? His timing is flawless. <laughs> Give up. Um, Give up. Woody goes limp when the kids walk in the room. Oh, boy. 
I'm going to start doing that, Vinny. I'm going to start doing stand-up where I do my setup, and then I go, what do you guys think the punchline is? Anyone? Anyone? Anyone got <laughs> any ideas? You give up? a good you solid 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Make sure people forget what I'm even talking about. I got a set Friday night. I think I'm going to You should try that. Show. I think people will enjoy it. So what I'm going to have to do is take out the punchlines and just put in really long pauses. Yeah. Check. Got it. <laughs> That's not how jokes work. That's how joke telling works, you dummy. <laughs> Don't You'll you be shocked. To- Oh, go ahead. Like you listen to you listen to people like this, and you're like, these are real people who have other real people in their everyday lives. How is one of those other people like? How is it to deal with them? Yes, like now Kelly being like, hey, it's Wet Fart Wednesday. <laughs> you know, you're at work at the warehouse. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I was actually thinking the same thing because they're all enjoying each other so much. I'm like, yeah. what does the rest of society think about these fucking assholes? Mm-hmm. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't think the fire department in their town is going to respond very quickly. No, definitely my not. Point. Oh, their podcast <laughs> studio's burning down. All right. <laughs> All right. You Let's guys. finish the chili. I know I'm implying that these people are kind of brain dead, not very interesting, but you'll be shocked to know that they enjoy drinking those new Mountain Dew alcohol-infused beverages. You know, Mountain Dew now has uh, that hard. That checks out so hard. Dudes, yeah. That, that's not surprising. This is week two of trying the hard Mountain Dew. I actually um, like this one, too. This week's flavor is the watermelon. We tried uh, previously. I tried. All right. I, I have to say this right now. So in case, occasionally, I will imbibe in an alcoholic beverage. I think Vinny might tell you that. I've never once needed to hear someone on a podcast tell me what they're drinking and how much they like it. I can't imagine anyone's looking for that type of content. You don't need it, but they're going to tell you. <laughs> But Why? Do you Why know do they think that's interesting? How fucking many of them think that is so important to the format of their shows? Every single one of these true all, crime shows. All of them. They yes. all fucking go, oh, and today we're drinking some kind of fucking pale ale. Well, no, or, or, or they're wine. drinking wine, and yeah. it's an $8.99 bottle of wine. I'm just like, it's not good. <laughs> what, what you're drinking is not good. Who gives a shit? The lady at Walgreens said it was delightful. Yeah, okay. She was drinking it while she checked me out. If... The date on the wine bottle is now. It's not a good wine. I'm not impressed with what you're doing. Oh, it's fresh. <laughs> Dummies. All right. Um, oh, but you also have to have drinking games when you do a podcast. Like I said, this goes on for two and a half hours. This rambling, incoherent, barely uh, listenable show. Nope. Michael Nelson, both. Okay, we'll drink again. Yep. Yep. Whack, fuck. Drink. That's going to be our new one. Every time someone yells whack fuck, we have to drink. That would suck because I'd be too drunk to do that, especially with him here. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Wait till I buy the stripper pole and we'll keep put her clothes on it. Then we play the ultimate game of whack fuck drink. That would be a fun game. What is going on? What is whack fuck? Does anyone know what that is? I've seen it on like on a... That's what YouTube all the kids in high school called you, Carl. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've seen on YouTube videos where, like, so, somebody steps on a brake or a rake or something, and it'll be like, whack, and then if the person says, fuck, you know what I mean? So it's like, if you get hurt by something, usually it's like, whack, and then the, the person um, in the video will say, fuck. Like, the person putting the video up adds the yeah. word whack, like, something like that. I see. Okay. So, whack fuck drink. I don't drink. know what whack fuck in this situation means. Whack fuck drink with the stripper pole now it makes perfect sense. So they're just smashing women's faces into the stripper pole. <laughs> yeah. Or the right. pole falling, falling down, maybe. Yeah. Well, okay. someone stands on the other side of the room holding a microphone <laughs> and a child. <laughs> okay. Now, now I get it. Now it is a fun game. I take everything back that I was saying before. 
There actually might be crimes happening during this true crime podcast. That would be holy shit, Vinny. Has anyone ever Should done we start that robbing banks while we record? Has anyone ever done that before? Like this is the only true crime podcast of its kind. We're actually committing true crimes while we're podcasting. That's brilliant. <laughs> Brian's going, Carl, you're gonna get busted pretty quickly doing that. Yeah, no, just, <laughs> it's no, like the we last two seasons. You saw how it worked out for Andy Dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. Actually, Andy was doing it before they just didn't even realize what they were doing. Yeah, Andy Dick would be a great uh, accomplice for a crime. Like, you rob a bank with him, and you have to try to run out of there, but he's too busy humping the security guard <laughs> to fucking, Andy, we gotta go! The only good thing about committing crimes with Andy Dick is he will not remember. So when he's being questioned, he's not, gonna, blow you. he's not gonna crack. <laughs> Did you rob that bank? He's like, I don't know. I don't think maybe. so. Yeah, maybe. I mean, what, I'm on what the bank? phone. Get away what from day? me. Yeah, what day? <laughs> All right, I have one more clip, and I just want everyone to keep in mind, these people are all obese and extremely ugly. When I worked at surprise parties, right? That was before this. And for those of you who don't know what surprise parties are, she used to sell dildos. Dildos. And she she still has a bunch of them in the closet. I still have some dildos. In her closet, and one of them is a ginormous to buy the. It's not that big! Right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I introduced the world to this show. This is so bad. You really didn't have to tell me that they were fat. I assumed it when they skipped over the beer to grab the hard Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> they were some fucking fatties, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's one not usually is- a marathon runner who's drinking the hard Mountain Dew. It's a good point. The one lady's audio quality sounds like she's talking and she's walking by the mic and then walking back again. <laughs> like it's just like it goes in and out and in and out. I don't know what you mean, Brian. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. What do you, what do you mean? I like that the one person's talking like this and then the other person's like this. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I just imagine this lady doing the imaginary stairs trick. Just walking by, going down. All right, up. guys, get in the elevator now. See you later. <laughs> I can't do that while sitting down, I guess. Their show stinks. It's not very good. Nope. It's not very good. So that's what I have for us today on Who Are These Creepos? And let's move on to some voicemails, shall we? Brought to us by our good friends in Syracuse. I believe they are. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Syracuse, the city where children are born in mangers all year round. See you in Syracuse. (laughs) All right. That's that a good got one. me. That one got me. That was good. All right, Carl, you have all the voicemails. I have all the voicemails, so I'm just going to hit them. They're in no order. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what they are. Let's hear what's on everyone's Carl, mind. you said the creepiest thing about Walt Disney is that he's an anti-Semite, and you're blaming him on the gift shops? It did- Carl, it wasn't until Walt died and those Jews took over the Disney <laughs> Corporation that it turned into a gift shop of nonsense. Walt <laughs> just wanted to bring happiness to the world. Uh, so, I mean, sounds like, sounds like whatever his worldview was, was probably the better one. Right? Right? Um, I would be Yeah, you know my... I'm right. I'll see you at the clan meeting. Bye. Yeah, disavow. I disavow. <laughs> disavow button. Disavow button. Jesus Christ, Vinny. I think I sent you the wrong voice. <laughs> I was going to say, you're the one curating these. I mean, Carl, sent you the wrong Christmas. One. I have a creep report for you, too. So, uh, before that, let me give you some backstory. So, a few weeks ago, a young girl that I work with, uh, got caught making out with her boyfriend and what she thought was the secluded part of the store um, but my creep is actually the security guard who not only had access to the camera instead of doing anything to stop it he uh, zoomed in on these two underage kids uh, making out and possibly more um, 
That, and then also, uh, her boyfriend is also a creep because he thought it'd be sexy to push her up against a rack of Mac Jones jerseys. All right, don't call me back. So many disgusting layers to that story. All right, that's a pretty good one, though. Keep sending in the, uh, when you see creeps out in the wild. It's in the wild, yeah. Yeah. We need your creep reports, folks. We do need the creep report. Thank you for that. Keep them going, Carl. Hi, Vinny. Hi, Carl. This is Jessica. I'm the editor for the YouTube channel Hacks and Movies with Tony. Uh, Carl, you've been on before with the Howard Stern episode. Anyway, I just was calling because I'm very upset with you, Carl, that you did not mention the car that was in the rap music video that was used to run over all the pedestrians in the parade. Tony and I followed very closely with that uh, trial, and it's the funniest thing ever because it was used in evidence, and he was just stood there baffled when that happened. Anyway, I just wanted to call because I was very upset that you didn't mention that, but my vote still goes to you, so good job. Bye. Thanks, Jessica. I think I played a different video, though. I know what you mean. The uh, the murder weapon was used in the music video. We're talking so about Daryl Brooks, right? Darryl yeah, Daryl Brooks. Yeah, so they, they played that. Yeah, I uh, I think that's an automatic disqualification. Let me go get the oh, wheel out of the closet. stop it. Jessica, thanks for calling in. It was nice <laughs> to meet you, and I was down in Philly. We'll be back in Philly in April. Looking I'm looking forward, forward to that show. It's going to be that. a lot of fun. Yeah, did you get a ticket yet, Vinny? Yeah, had a consequence for the wheel. Um <clears throat> You got to read the financial feminist book by Tori Dunlap and do a book report on it. Oh, I've already ordered that book. By the way, it comes out tomorrow. It drops tomorrow. What great timing on that. Yes, <laughs> I know. What an idiot. She puts it up right, right after, after Christmas. Christmas. It's so dropping. stupid. I was laughing at AEW the other day because their fucking video game doesn't release till uh, the 29th. It's been four years. Everybody's waiting on this video game. They couldn't get it out four, four days after Christmas. Unreal. Geniuses. Unreal. All right, last one here. Hey, I'm back not to embarrass myself. You should have a guest once a month so you can bring back the guest versus Carl and Vinny thing. And for a consequence on the Carl and Vinny wheel, have it be give a whole month's Patreon money to podcast him, man. All right. Uh, All right. These are are good ideas. Obviously, we have Brian on today to help with the guest um, number, but... Yeah, what do you think, Vinny? You want to give a couple grand over to Podcast Hitman? No. Oh, okay. I don't want to give him anything. (laughs) I don't want to give him aid or comfort. You are a party pooper. I almost picked him because that fucking letter he wrote about your wife, dude. I'm surprised (laughs) you didn't pick All right. Well, you know, in his defense, he hadn't seen Hannah naked yet, so. Yeah, Carl. I don't know what kind of Svengali you are that any woman in the world sends you a naked picture. This is fucking ridiculous. Well, Vinny, thank wow. you. If not for you, we wouldn't have Vic's boobs, right? Yeah, That's true. but that was more of a gag. <laughs> Literally, everyone gagged when they saw them. <laughs> I see what you did. But I just thought, I was like, oh, she's, she literally said that. Vinny shows, like, I'm a dude. I go to the pool. I go to the beach. I'm afraid to take my shirt off. Are you fucking kidding me, Vic? <laughs> I was just like, oh, she said that? Here's my tits. Yeah. Go ahead. Take them off. I think off. she meant you should have been ashamed. But no, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. It's very good, Vinny. All right. Shame. He's baffled that you're not ashamed. <laughs> Are you ready for a parade? I'm ready for a parade. Watch out for the scum parade. Oh, no, it's scum parade. Look out for the scum parade. Making Vinny's day. Where to begin, Carl? Let's start in Tennessee today. A gentleman by the name of James Walker has been arrested. Jimmy Walker, after an altercation on Christmas Eve with a brother, with his, with a victim and her brother with whom he was acquainted. So he got into a fight with his ex. Okay. 
and her brother threw him the fuck out of the apartment. Okay. Now, on Christmas Eve, they left to go to a party. Investigators saw Walker going in and out of the house later that night, taking items to his car. He then went back into the apartment and allegedly wrapped the family Christmas tree in a child's blanket and lit it on fire with all the Christmas <laughs> presents underneath it. Now, that is a pretty good Christmas prank. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Not only that, he opened a window to vent the flames just to make them grow higher yeah. and then covered the smoke detector. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You don't want to end the uh, prank prematurely. Uh, police say they were called to the scene for the disturbance shortly after midnight on Sunday and arrested Walker near the scene after a short foot pursuit. I just want to say, Vinny, I looked it up. There were no wrestling figures harmed. Oh, thank God. In this prank. <laughs> I know. Oh, thank Can God. you imagine? Oh, thank God. I was so worried, guys. Fuck you, Carl. <laughs> Club footed I've asshole. been plenty mad at like lots of girlfriends to the point where I'm like, oh, I'd like to burn down her goddamn apartment. Yeah. But there's something there. There's something that's like I leave the child's blanket on the couch. <laughs> I just walk out of the house. You know, I'm like, fuck this bitch. It's a good like, point. Like I don't yeah. commit arson. Like arson is. So, I don't think people realize how serious arson is when they get charged with it. Like, what do you mean this, twenty years? <laughs> this, this was not a house. This was an apartment. Right. Yeah. Oh, it was like, an apartment. This is complex. really bad. Yeah. yeah that's pretty bad. This is really that's bad. Worse. Problem. <laughs> For sure. Uh, now, I don't think that it was related. There was a photo on this story of just a pile of toys. Yeah. And I had never seen this before. I, I had it. My um, in-laws are over. My brother-in-law was over. I was like, dude, come here. Look at this. There are bumper cars for toddlers. Did you see that in the no. photo? Many, there's, they actually have a toy for kids who are not even old enough to walk or talk. <laughs> but you can strap them into a battery-controlled car that drives around and bumps into things. That's awesome. If only your creep had one of those instead of that knife. Right? I fun. wish I had a kid now just so I could put him in. That's what I'm saying. Maybe a cat, maybe a cat would fit in there. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Wild. I was just blown away by that. Well, folks, we're going to go to France for our next creep. Okay. A French hospital is partially evacuated after a senior citizen arrived with a World War I artillery shell lodged in his rectum. Rectum? It nearly <laughs> killed him. The 88-year-old patient visited hospi a hospital to have the antique explosive removed, but it instead sparked a bomb scare. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. The emergency occurred around 9 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. on Saturday evening that required the intervention of a bomb, bomb disposal personnel, the evacuation of adult and pediatric emergencies, as well as diversion of incoming emergencies. Could you imagine that guy who's going, all right, do you cut the red wire or the pink wire? Those aren't wires. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. It's going to be a problem. Get the bomb, Scott. We got a code brown. <laughs> so this is really insane for a lot of reasons. Number one, we're talking about a piece of artillery for artillery from World War One, yeah. and an 88-year-old man who shoved it up his own asshole. Yeah, I'm dreading the day my penis stops working. I have to start shoving antiques up my ass to get off. That's going to suck. That's what I was thinking, the same thing. Like, I know where my libido is out of 55. Yeah. At 88, I'm going to be like, I don't know, this this artillery shell thing, that's a young man's game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Those yeah. are the Netflix and chill years yeah. for most of us. Like, not for nothing, though. A warhead? That's like a real fucking BDSM type thing. Oh, it's huge, too. I mean, they had the x-rays of it. It's, well, it's not a small uh, piece of artillery. Apparently, it was dangerous. Like, I mean, this guy had a fucking bomb shoved in his own asshole. Yeah. For well, is it possible? We're attributing it to uh, his hypersexuality. Is it possible he's just got he Alzheimer's and he thought that for a long? 
It does say in the article, I think in the last sentence or so, that he did do that for sexual arousal. Oh, really? Did he, um, yeah. Oh my do you think he? I like to think of it as the Alzheimer's thing. It's a little less creepy. Right. Like you just kind of picked it up and looked at it. He goes, does this go on the shelf or in my asshole? I don't seem to remember. <laughs> Dude, Andy Dick saw this and went, oh, yeah, I'll see that and raise you one. He's got a fucking <laughs> panzer tank in his anus right now. <laughs> he's got. He's actually just sitting up 10 feet in to, the air. He's on his way to Ukraine right now. so the doctors uh began the process of trying to remove the object which measured almost eight inches long and more than two inches wide impressive it's believed that the patient inserted the item up his own anus for sexual pleasure yeah um things doctors said that they have found an apple a mango a can of shaving foam those are quote the unusual objects that they generally see a mango wow that's interesting yeah how would that work they're like, we've never seen a military shell. No. Yeah. That's rare. That's they had to one. fucking cut into his abdomen in order to get it out. They performed like a C-section on the fucking oh guy. Oh, God. Jesus. Congratulations. <laughs> You're a pervert, <laughs> sir. Yeah, there's no, like, I think back, like, over my, my life, and I'm like, I don't think there's any level of embarrassment that would match that. Like, being, like, finally thrown in the towel and being like, I got to go to the ER. I can't get this artillery <laughs> shot out of my ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just got to fucking bite the bullet. No pun intended. You know, the only thing that I can think that's more terrifying that a senior citizen on the road driving in an emergency is a senior citizen on the road driving with a mortar <laughs> shell up their asshole. <laughs> is that antique worth more now or less than it was? Oh, it's famous now. That's what I mean. Yeah. I'll tell Maybe you Museum what. quality. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, somebody said I was going to throw paint on it to protest fossil fuels. <laughs> <laughs> he was polishing it up pretty good, it sounds like. So, I mean, it's probably worth more. Now, uh, let's move on, shall we, gentlemen? Let's go down to Florida. A man shot his ex-girlfriend 15 times because she hadn't answered his phone calls or text messages. Girls can piss you off, can't they? Yes. My wife does this thing, Carl. I read this article, and I sympathized with this man mm-hmm. because my wife turns off her phone ringer yeah just completely off well it depends on who's calling it, for you yes it doesn't <laughs> register her boyfriend though it immediately goes off Interesting. yeah either way carl <laughs> you dick she will have it on for like there's a an alert for a text message yeah but literally zero alert on her phone for a phone call it's 20 fucking 22 okay if someone calls you it's an emergency Sure. Nobody's calling you anymore. Everybody just sends a text for everything. But if someone actually calls you, it's a goddamn emergency. Keep your fucking ringer on, for Christ's sake. It makes me so mad. If I had a gun, Carl, you'd shoot her 15 times in the back? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Carlos Lamont Jones, 23, told officers he woke up in the morning of December 20th, quote, in an angry state because his ex-girlfriend hadn't answered his calls or texts. He drove to her house in Melbourne, Florida, where she was living with her father just after 7.30 a.m. because he knew that she had to be to work at 8 a.m. This is why you shouldn't have a job. It makes your schedule too predictable. Never have have a regular gig. (laughs) (laughs) He told detectives that he pulled into the driveway and confronted his ex-girlfriend, Shadela Johnson, as she was walking out the front door. He, quote, exchanged a few words with her, end quote, before she turned away and started walking back into the house. That's what Jones pulled out a handgun and shot her in the back 15 times. Mm-hmm. I know who won the argument. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, uh, is that like, where was, where did this take place? Because like in New Jersey, you would have to reload in order. Oh, to, unless, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, this is in Florida. This so you is, could have. Yeah. 
Technically, he was standing his ground. Yeah. He was standing his ground. You will keep your rigor on, and you will respond to my no. messages. Now, the background to purchase a handgun, does it include a question about whether or not you have an ex-girlfriend who's a cunt? Because I think it should. That should be one of the things you it have to It should answer. be a question on there. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how insufferable is your significant other? <laughs> yes, correct. It's not a bad question. It's not a bad idea. Every guy would lie. Every guy. Well, I know I would have. <laughs> of course. Oh, no, she's great. We get along fine. <laughs> oh, especially she's going to get this by the gun. <laughs> what do you mean I'm an eight? Johnson's father told detectives he had been sitting in the living room when his daughter walked out the front door to go to work. The affidavit says he heard a series of gunshots, looked out the window and saw Jones standing in the driveway. Conspicuous, dude. He went outside and found his daughter lying in a pool of her own blood. He also told detectives that Jones and his daughter had been dating for the past five months and previously lived together, but had broken up two weeks prior. He said that Jones had been continuously calling and harassing Johnson in an effort to get back together with her. That's That never works, by the way. Harassing people you're trying to get back together with never once works. I, uh, there's a there's a series on Netflix. I think it's called I Am a Stalker. None of those guys get it. <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard funny. of that. That's awesome. Uh, when's the Chad Zumach episode coming out, dude? I knew a comic. Pretty soon, I think next season. <laughs> I knew a comic who was a legit stalker. Man, like, yeah. He he would freak out. He if a girl went out one day. I would say them. you're talking about Chad Zumach, but you said comic. Go ahead. <laughs> I would put him on the same level, actually. Okay. But this dude, he told me one time, he, he's like, Vinny, can you meet me for coffee? I'm really, really upset. I was like, okay. And it was because his girl, this girl that he went out on one date with went with her mother to the casino and was out later than he thought she should be. And he knows this because he drove by her house a whole bunch of times. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey. And I just sat there drinking a cup of coffee. I was like, well, maybe you should relax about the situation a little bit. She's with her mom. I don't know that she was with her mom. She could have been with a guy. And I'm like, well, you only went out once. But people Do I know crazy. this person, Vinny? Yes. Well, you want okay. initial? Really? You want initials? Yeah. SB. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's something. Scum parade. That's not good. An arrest affidavit <laughs> reveals new details of the tragic death of a six-year-old Arkansas boy. Oh, real quick, though, on this last story. Sure. I thought it was funny that uh, he, the guy shows no remorse. And what he even said was, he goes, if I could do it again, I would, but I would have killed her father, too. And I went, yeah, that's the eyewitness. <laughs> Correct. If you if you had a chance to do it again, you got to take out the eyewitness. And the words You might not be having this conversation sad. right now if you had taken him out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I believe uh, she sang eloquently, you live and you learn. That's true, yes. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right. Arkansas. Yeah, six-year-old boy's dead. His mom's been arrested. Ashley Rowland, the boy's mother, and Nathan Bridges, her boyfriend, have been charged with murder after Bridges allegedly drowned the child in a toilet. <laughs> Coming up next on Fox, when swirlies go wrong. <laughs> it was a normal day in this bathroom in Arkansas when a childhood prank went horribly wrong. The affidavit released by the Lee County Circuit Court Clerk details how a grandmother's report of concerns for the young children in their mother's care led to the discovery. Now... This story got me mad. Okay. Probably for the wrong reasons. All right. Karen Rowland asked that the Lee County Sheriff's Office check in on her daughter. Deputies responded that the daughter allegedly told them that the boy was not there. When she got there, they found the daughter. Okay. Now, they said that the six-year-old daughter had suffered serious burns and had scabs on her scalp. The girl was taken to a local hospital for treatment, but Ashley Rowland later called the Sheriff's Office to say her son that was not at the home and she didn't know where he was. That's when the sheriff's deputies went through the house and discovered the child's body, along with a blanket and a pair of kids' sandals, underneath freshly nailed floorboards in the home's hallway. 
Is that a good place to dispose a body? Maybe? That's what I'm upset about. Under the floorboards? Like, I don't even like when a mouse gets trapped under there and dies. Do you know how fucking stupid you are, Arkansas? Go outside. Go outside. Dig a hole. Yeah. Like, is it more work to dig a hole or to cut open your fucking floor and stick a child underneath it and then cover it back up and nail everything back down? What's more work? Vinny, I'm sure you you realize this. And, like, I have a friend who's a homicide investigator, and he told me the same thing. He was like, the problem is most people are dumb. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's correct, yes. That's why really they do shit like through. that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, when I saw that someone uh, drowned in a toilet, I was like, this happened at the Bills game during the third quarter? If only. <laughs> fucking hate the Buffalo Bills so fucking much right now. Why do you bring them up? God damn it. So People get very drunk at those games. There was a guy who died in the, the creek next to the stadium that is less than an inch. <laughs> First off, motherfucker, he was murdered, and th- it was a Dolphins fan, and it was a Bills fan who fucking killed him, and I know it in my heart. I believe it. Oh, it was a Dolphins fan. Oh, then it was a dumb person who actually did drown <laughs> in a creek. <laughs> People don't realize they're not fish, they're mammals. <laughs> Stupid idiot. Okay, according to Fox 13, the victim had bit this boyfriend's hand, this Bridges guy's hand, which allegedly prompted Bridges to discipline the boy by drowning him in the bathroom toilet. Ashley Rowland and Nathan Bridges were charged with capital murder, abuse of a corpse, tampering with physical evidence, and endangering the welfare of a child. Police would not answer any more questions about the boy's death, and uh, they are in custody now on no bail. They were going to throw the book at them, but there aren't any books in Arkansas. We're going to have to go across the border to get some. (laughs) All right. Well, that was a fun scum parade today, Vinny. Oh, well, they're not supposed to be fun, Carl, but somehow we do it every week. It was horrific and awful. And we're not even drunk. It's amazing. Brian, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. This has been a blast. Now, Brian, it was fun. Thank you for having me. You could listen to Brian wherever you listen to podcasts on Tell Him Steve Dave. I'm sorry. I'm going to take that one more time on Tell Him Steve Dave and Would You Kindly with Eric Nagel on Compound Media. The Mighty E Rock. I think that uh, both shows are fantastic. I've been listening to Tell Him Steve Dave for years, so it was a real treat to have you on. Please come on anytime you'd like to. And, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you vote this week on Reddit for who you thought brought the biggest creep of 2022. Don't forget to support the show on Patreon, patreon.com backslash the creep off. You'll get yourself some cool exclusive merch. You can leave voicemails at 585. We do have a phone number, and I forgot it because everything's fucked up. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the end of the show. I was wondering where you were going to go with that when you go 585. I was like, oh, is he going to get this? Nope. Uh, Vinny, we do have to read the super chats, and we want to thank everybody. Go ahead, Carl. Read them all, buddy. For sending in their super chats. Oh, I got to do it? Yeah. You motherfucker. Yeah, do something, Carl. Do some work today. All right. Purple. Purple monkey dishwasher. Uh, Andy is literally the I can't control my horny levels guy from To Catch a Predator. Do you know who he's referring to there? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> and then we have Tucker Dixon. I can't believe Brian won. That was as soon as Brian announced who he was doing. <laughs> is what he said that. I think that's what the joke was. Tucker Dixon again. Creep off game idea. Guess the bad podcast Patreon numbers. That's not bad. I would do that game. That's pretty fun. Got to do like it Price is Right style. Can't go over. Okay. I like that. One patron. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, of course, Mint Salad with 100 bucks. Thanks again to Mint. That was awesome. Tucker Dixon says to Brian, sorry, I missed you in New York City. I'll see you at the next one. So this is interesting. Um, Brian, when we were looking for the after party and you and I were hanging out out on the street, your wife, E-Rock, Tucker Dixon was in a bar that we were supposed to all be going to that we decided not to because of the line. <laughs> 
So right. Tucker really fucked himself up with that one. But Not a, I think he fucked himself up a little bit more than that. And if I recall, he went ahead because he thought everybody was going to come there and he yeah. wanted to be the hero. Yeah. So he paid everybody's cover. And we were like, oh, yeah, God. let's just keep moving. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Tucker. You missed out a chance to talk to Brian. You paid all this money, and nobody even went to that place. It was a, it was a line of twenty year old girls. Like there was no room, there was no space for me there. They, no. they wouldn't even let me get in line. That was not our scene. No, <laughs> definitely not. This line is uh, you're, you're overage for the line, sir. Yeah. Um, Carl, is there anything else we need to cover today? I think that's everything, buddy. You know what? I was just looking at my soundboard to see if I had our music, and I do not. That's all right. We're do you just think you a... could pull up the video of it, maybe? No, we're just going to end the show. We're fucking done. All right. We're it's nice done. to be important. It's more important to be nice. Good gear. Good gear. We'll see you next week, and hopefully things will be back to normal. Brian Johnson, thank you again. Follow him at Tell him Steve Dave. Tucker said it was only 100 bucks. What do you got to do to get comics around this place? One side, Red. Hey, what the hell's going on here? About you. Take it easy before I have you removed from the board. What the fuck are you talking about? Tell him, Steve Dave. Fuck you, fanboy. Fans finish up with this display of tough guy back and forth. I got some questions to need Look, who's in there? You gotta ask me nice. Fuck Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I just